0: Hey guys, Michael here with WeddingVideographySchool.com. Hope you guys are having a great week. I know I am. It's uh, it's an early Saturday morning as I record this. I'm uh, on the road again. I'm in Vail, Colorado for a wedding uh, that I'm actually shooting today. And uh, this is going to be an interesting one because I'm doing this one by myself, which isn't Terribly uncommon, although I've started hiring assistants um, for my my basically the last five or so weddings that I've done. Um, it just makes life so much easier Um, but today uh, I don't have an assistant and uh, it's going to be a little bit crazy of a timeline in particular the setup time for the ceremony is going to be pretty short I only have a half hour to get in set up um, and start rolling on this ceremony so um, and actually we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about ceremonies today Um, we got, I got a question from somebody in my inbox that I wanted to answer, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's been a busy season so far. Um, I'm shooting about two weddings a week. And so, uh, I haven't had a lot of time to record a new uh, podcast and and get that out and I've been feeling pretty guilty about it so I decided to wake up early this morning and uh, knock that out um, before we get started with the podcast I just want to let you know that I uh, my contract that I use for wedding videography. I finally have that up on the website. Um, this is my actual contract that I actually just had my attorney review, um, just a few weeks ago. Um, so you could head over to wedding videography school.com slash contract or just wedding videography school and look under the resources tab for that. Um, I'm charging, uh, a little bit of money for this contract. It's $49. And the reason that I'm doing that is because, you, you know, some of you guys are probably thinking, well, you had that other contract available for free or whatever, um, for a little while. And I, I did, um, I felt okay about giving that one out just because it, that one was a few years old and I got that through, uh, a different, um, uh, attorney and I wasn't ought to be quite honest with you for the last few years. I wasn't really sure that that contract was, um, as, as solid as it should be. Um, I've had a few clients who are lawyers, Actually kind of tell me like, hey, we saw your contract and there's like a couple ways it could be improved for your, you know, as you move forward Um, obviously they didn't want to tell me what that was with them (laughs) But I was like, okay Uh, so I knew that my contract wasn't wasn't perfect. It wasn't a bad contract You know, everybody told me that it was okay, but um you know, it. in hindsight, it wasn't something that I really wanted, um, to be, to be passing out to you guys, even though honestly it was just a few weeks ago that I, that I had it up and available. Um, and I, I didn't feel right about charging for it. This new contract that I have up, if you guys, don't have a contract maybe you're new to wedding videography or maybe you do have a contract but you're not sure of how good it is i highly i i I recommend that you do two things uh first i recommend that you go and download this contract go spend $49 on this contract and download it and start using it immediately um this this particular contract has been reviewed by my personal attorney here in colorado Um, so that kind of leads me to the second thing i I recommend that you do which is take it to an, an attorney where you live right um and even if you live in colorado you should still take it to uh your own trusted attorney to review it um you know it's not it's not impossible for my attorney to miss something or for your attorney to have a better suggestion or something. And, um, you know, is it, is a disclaimer? Like I can't, take responsibility for people going out and using this contract and ending up with in a bad situation. Um, I'm not an attorney myself. I can't give legal advice, but what I will say is if you're someone who doesn't have a contract or you're just not sure about what your contract should have in it, um, I feel really confident about this one and I've been doing this for about eight years. And, uh, so yeah, I, I, I have a good idea of what should be in a wedding videography contract and what shouldn't. Um, and I, I feel really good about this particular one. So, um, yeah. And, and the, the, the I'll, one more thing, sorry. I know I'm like rambling about this, but it's really important to me. Um, you know, I spent a good amount of money getting this contract drafted and made. And the thing that I've kind of learned is if you go to an attorney and you say, Hey, I need a wedding videography contract. They're going to spend a whole bunch of time going online and basically like finding pieces of contracts on the internet and copying and pasting the stuff that they like. Right. And so, which is fine. The problem with that is, is you're going to end up, Um, spending a bunch of money on their hourly billing instead of this alternative, where you go and download my contract, take it to your own attorney, and they maybe spend an hour of their time adjusting it. Right? It's going to be so much cheaper than if you have to have the attorney draw up something from scratch. So I highly recommend that you do that. Um, if you have any questions, shoot me an email at wedding. My, or <laughs> shoot me an email at michael at schoolcom Sorry, it's still a little early in the morning, and I'm still trying to get my thoughts together here. But um, Also, one other quick uh, little bit of business to get to here. Uh, Have you ever seen Jersey Shore when Mike, the situation, says, we's about to get to the business? That always cracks me up that's not the business though. Uh, so as many of you know, I have a a free ebook that I offer and some of you have probably gone to the website and entered your email to download the book. Um, weirdly enough, like I, I actually clicked on it the other day, just kind of going through the site, making sure that things were working. And I noticed that if you gave me your email address, you weren't getting the ebook download. Um, so I just wanted to say, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that was going on until recently. So I've gone ahead and fixed that. So, um, if you sign up for the, the, uh, the mailing list or whatever, you'll, you'll get that. You'll be directed to like a download link now. So just wanted to let everybody know that that's fixed. Um, I had it. I've gotten a couple questions in my inbox recently. I'm just going to paraphrase them because I don't have them in front of me. Um, But basically, the first question that I got uh, a couple weeks ago that kind of caught my attention was um, from someone named Ronald. And Ronald, I think, has written in a couple times to me before. Um, he's one of the people that kind of like sends me questions now and again, and I appreciate that. And I, I try to respond to those when I can. Um, and Ronald basically was in a situation where he recorded, I believe it was toasts or something. I don't think it was ceremony. I think it was toasts. And he said that the person giving the toast was kind of like moving back and forth and he was using like an h4n recorder which isn't really that great for toasts. um and i i don't know if he was using the external part of the recorder or if he was hooked into the dj sound but uh it doesn't really matter um for what i want to get at um he basically asked me you know like i've got this audio that i need to fix and the way he described it I, I just thought, I don't think this audio is going to be really fixable. And it kind of led me to this thought about how important it is to get things right on the shoot day. A lot of people dread editing and they actually like going out and shooting weddings. I, I'm actually kind of more the opposite, right? I wouldn't say I dread shoot days but I know how crucial it is to get everything right when you're recording. So when you're recording video, you want to have great framing, great exposure, um, great focus. Uh, you know, you want your white balance to be, to be correct. Um, when you are recording audio, you want the best sound that you can get possible, right? So, um, a lot of people do this thing where they're like, oh, I'll fix it in the edit, right? They kind of have this mentality where "Ah, things don't have to be perfect. I'll fix it in the edit. And if you're doing that, you're doing two things. One is you're not, you're not shooting correctly. Um, and number two, you're giving yourself a ton of extra work to do in post. And that's, that's going to slow you down, right? You're not going to be able to deliver your products quick enough. You're not going to be able to, um, you know, move through your, your projects fast enough to take on more and more weddings. Uh, and so your business isn't really going to grow, right? If you're, if you're taking three months to edit a project, um, because you have to go in and fix every little shot and every little piece of audio, then you're not, you're not doing things right on the shoot day. And for me, I, you know, I get stressed out on shoot days. Um, part of the reason why I'm up this early is because I don't think I would have really been able to sleep much longer anyway, right? Um, I was supposed to get up at seven, I got up at six and just because you know I don't think. <laughs> You know, whenever I got a big shoot, I'm just like kind of anxious, kind of nervous, kind of whatever about it, because I know that it's super important that today I focus and get everything as close to perfect in camera and in my audio recorders as possible. So when you guys are, you know, going out to shoot, just keep that in the back of your mind um, or keep it in the forefront of your mind, I guess, that you, you want everything to be as perfect as it can be in camera so that when you get into post, you're not going to be sitting there forever having to fix everything. Um, it's just not a good, it's just not a good way to uh, go into the editing. And I really do think that a lot of people use editing is like, it's It's not like they're not editing. They're just like fixing, right? And I don't think that's how it should be done. Um, So yeah, that wasn't really an answer to a question. It it was just something, um, you know, I sent Ronald an email uh, a couple weeks ago about that. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things that that you got to be aware of. The other question that I got, and this particular email I can't find, otherwise I just read it to you guys. Um, was asking, it was a girl asking about shooting ceremony only, um, or not ceremony only, but shooting a ceremony solo. Sorry, I I should have had some coffee before I recorded this. Um, yeah, so she wants to know like how I go about shooting a ceremony by myself. And I'm not sure if I've touched on this before. I feel like maybe I have, but I I don't quite remember. Um... But I'm going to basically walk you through, and in fact, I have a ceremony today, so I'm going to walk you through what I'm going to do today here in a few hours. Um, This particular ceremony that I'm doing today is at a church. It's not a Catholic church, but it's a church in Vail, and it's basically an interfaith church, right? So they have all sorts of different ceremonies at this church. Um, Today's service is like an hour-long Catholic service uh, ceremony. Um, I'm going to set up three cameras. I'm going to have one camera in the back. Probably in a balcony because I've been to this church before, um, and they have a little balcony. It's a it's a pretty small church. It's not huge, so um, I'm gonna put this camera up up top, and then I'm gonna have two cameras on either side near the front rows of uh, of the church. So I'm gonna have one camera facing the groom. I'm gonna have another camera facing the bride the one that's facing the bride is the one that i'm gonna man and um in the beginning it's going to i'm I'm gonna actually have that camera on a monopod so that i can get the shots of people coming down the aisle and the bride coming down the aisle so um but we'll get to that in a second uh so yeah, I'll have three cameras set up, and today I will actually be running three lavalier microphones. Um, they're the Tascam DR10s. Um, I really like them. I talk about them all the time on this podcast. Uh, I'll have three of those going. One will be on the officiant, one will be on the groom, and one will be on the podium. Uh, I know that there's going to be readings at this particular ceremony. And I know that when people do the readings, they're going to go up to this podium that has like a little microphone attached to it and they're going to read. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to clip my um, my dr DR-10 mic onto that little microphone stand and then I'm going to wrap the cable around uh, the podium mic. That way it doesn't, it's not just hanging there. And then I'll just leave my recorder sitting on top of the, uh, the podium. So that'll capture my reading audio. I will also, actually, I'm not sure of this. I won't know until I get there. I might set up an external recorder like a, uh, my, I have a Tascam, uh, DR. I think it's a 44, um, but Tascam dr 40 or whatever. It's kind of like a zoom H4N recorder. Um, if if there's any like musicians, um, which I'm not sure if there will be, uh, I will set up an external recorder near them. Um, just in general, if there's any, like, if there's like a string quartet or whatever, um, a guitarist or something like that at a wedding, it's, it's fine to like get that through like a DJ feed if a DJ is there. Um, but if, if not, um, and sometimes I don't even really rely on the DJ feed for that. Sometimes it's just better to go open air recording on those things and just put the recorder near them. Um make sure you get a big fluffy like windscreen for your i like the furry ones go go get like a furry windscreen for your external recorder and slide that over the top so that if it gets a little windy you're not getting that wind noise in there um so yeah that's my setup for today um as far as like what it looks like when i actually start when the ceremony actually starts i'm going to be waiting up in the back of the church um, and right before the ceremony starts, I'm gonna hit record on my back camera. And then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna come down and I'm gonna start the groom side recorder. And then I'm gonna walk over to my, or sorry, camera. <laughs> I'm gonna get to make sure that camera is rolling. And then I'm gonna walk over to my side, bride side, and um, I'm basically gonna shoot the processional. So I'm gonna get shots of everybody coming down. Um, and once the groom gets down, um, you know, it's, sometimes I'm getting shots of him looking back up the aisle. Um, sometimes I'm getting shots of the bridesmaids coming down. That's why I'm on a monopod. It's just much easier to kind of maneuver. Um, and then if there's a, a flower girl or a ring bearer, um, I get shots of that. I, I'll usually move to the front row, um, the front center aisle part of the ceremony site. That's where I'll be. Um, and then once the bride gets down, I'm out of the front of the ceremony site and back to my, my tripod on the side. Um, one thing I forgot to mention is that when I'm setting up the groom side camera, that's not going to be manned because I don't have an assistant today. Um, what I do is on that on that particular camera today, I'll be on a 70 to 200 millimeter lens that I borrowed from a friend of mine. It's a 2.8 aperture, so it'll be, it'll be fine indoors. Um, might have to bump the ISO up just a little bit, but not a lot. Um, I, I try to have that camera framed to where I think the groom is going to be right where I think he's going to stand. And I try to put that in focus. It's, It's going to be tough today. I'm really going to be guessing, um, as to where he's going to be and, you know, what my focus should be. Um, that's, that's like my least favorite part of today. So, and here's, here's the catch with today too, is they're not doing a first look. This couple is, is not seeing each other until the ceremony. So it's really important that I get his reaction to the bride coming down the aisle Now you might be thinking, okay, how are you going to shoot the bride coming down the aisle and the groom, his reaction, if you're not sure that the groom's, uh, camera is going to have him in frame and have him in focus and all that stuff it's a fantastic question. So what I usually try to do is when she first comes in, when the bride is first walking down that aisle, I try to get like two or three seconds of his face and i just really hope that he's um smiling or something that looks like he's reacting to the bride right also, sometimes what I'll do is in between bridesmaids coming down, depending on how fast they're coming down, hopefully they're walking slowly, <laughs> um, I will sh- I will try to shoot his reaction to bridesmaids coming down because sometimes he'll be smiling or he'll already be kind of getting emotional, right? So that's usually a pretty good opportunity to, to nail that stuff. Um, and yes, is it his his actual reaction to the bride sometimes, sometimes not. Um, but you know, when you're shooting by yourself, you just kind of got to go with it. And I I've done this before and none of my clients have ever come back and been like, Hey, that wasn't his real reaction or what? Like nobody ever, ever says anything about it. So, um, sometimes you got to fib a little bit in the edit in order to make it work. Um, Because I know a lot of my brides ask me for the reaction of the groom. That's one of the things they want is the reaction of the groom as they come down the aisle. So um, and I think even brides that don't ask for that, I think they they secretly want it. They just may not want to, like, tell me that they want that. So um, that's how I do the ceremony so um if you have any questions shoot me an email at michael at wedding videography school.com uh if you like this podcast if it was helpful please go to itunes review it subscribe to it um and yeah let me let me know what you think um i'm like i said this is a crazy time of year for me so i'm gonna try to make as many pods as possible and get them uploaded as quick as i can but um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just that time of year. So bear with me. Uh, haven't forgotten about you guys. And, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. I'm going to get dressed and have some breakfast and, uh, head over to this wedding. Hopefully everything goes really well. Maybe I'll do like an update episode to let you know how this, uh, ceremony went. Anyway, thanks for listening guys. And until next time, peace.